Come, sit by the fire. Listen to my tales as the shadows dance and weave, and I weep stories of adventure, wonder, and woe. These tales could be short glimpses into lives of unlikely heroes, or epic yarns that span many sessions. Regardless, the nights can be long and dark, but you are always welcome to join me in the light of the flames and listen. Welcome to Stories by the Fire. Finally reunited with her son, body and soul, Erin takes a moment to enjoy her well-deserved hug. For this moment of peace is the final rest before she and Evan embark in the final leg of their treacherous journey through the world of Leaves and Shadows. Leaves and Shadows, Chapter 23, Exit Aaron wasn't sure how long she held him. For the first time since she had recovered him during this perilous journey, he actually felt warm. She was thankful for that warmth, thankful for the way he held her back, and as tragic as the shuddering sobs were, she was thankful for them as well. Any activity meant he was finally whole and here with her. She rubbed the streaks of his tears away with the tip of her thumb. Evan, are you okay, honey? He shuddered, and her heart ached to have to witness such a haggard mannerism from her little boy. His breath quickened just before he found his voice. His lip trembled as he spoke. Mama, I was so scared. He looked at her, repentant. Aaron felt another stab in her heart. Mama, I'm so sorry. I went down that slide. It looked like it would be so much fun. But when I went down it, I knew that I must have done something bad because I just kept going and going and going. It was really dark. I fell into a place that wasn't the park. I couldn't see and I was covered with leaves, I think. I don't really know. I couldn't see them. I was so scared. I kept trying to call you, but you weren't there. Where were you, Mama? Aaron shook her head. I came after you, honey, as fast as I could. He nodded. I heard something coming for me. I thought it was you at first. Then it talked. I knew I was in trouble. <sighs> Mama, I tried to run, but I wasn't fast enough. It was so hard to run through those, those stupid leaves. Then it, something grabbed me. Aaron gasped. Evan suddenly burst into sobs. She rocked him, pulling his face into her shoulder. He remained there for a long time. Aaron found her voice. It came out slow and hesitant at first, but grew in conviction as her words flowed. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Her voice flowed into other songs that she sung to him in their nighttime rituals. She sung Jesus Loves Me, Fleetwood Mac's Landslide, Dumbo's Baby Mine, and on and on. She sung to him until her voice ached, but she kept singing until Evan had finally stopped crying. He was looking up at her with the same loving expression he had when he watched her sing as a baby. Aaron felt her heart constrict. She took a deep breath. Did it hurt you, honey? He produced another very grown-up shudder. Yes, it touched me with a hurt that felt like ice. He pointed to his chest and abdomen, 
I felt it inside me, right here. It was a scary touch. What happened next, baby? I don't know. I think I fell asleep or something. I woke up in this dark mirror place. I was trapped behind this glass. I tried to look around, but the other things behind the mirrors kept saying scary things to me. I tried to run away, but I was trapped in this stupid room. I didn't want to stay away from the glass because the rest of the room was so dark. I was so scared, Mama. A strange expression came over his small face. I was there so long that I felt like someone was hugging me. It was a lady. She hugged me like you do. He looked at her confused. I couldn't see her, and I couldn't touch her either, but I did feel her, and I wasn't scared anymore. She held me for a long time. She then told me she had to go, but that you were coming for me, Mama. And she told me that she was helping you get to me. She told me to be brave and to wait for you. His face glowed as he looked up at her. I was brave, Mama. He told her proudly. Aaron smiled down at him. I know, honey. You are so brave. I'm so very proud of you. His smile brought him for a moment, then it faltered. Mama? Yes, honey. Who was that invisible lady? She answered without hesitation. That's your grandma, Marsha, Evan. She came down from heaven to help you and me here. He accepted her explanation without question. His only comment was, I like Grandma Marsha. She gives nice hugs. Yes, she does, honey. I liked her hugs, too. Mama? Yes, honey. I want to go home now. This place scares me. I know, honey. I'm ready to leave, too. But we first have to find our way out of here. Sully, a static-filled buzz erupted behind her, and the area was bathed in crackling red light. She stood up clutching Evan to her as they turned to stare up at the light source. She knew that the environment had heard her and responded in its own unique way. The routine sign that she'd seen countless times before had never in her life held so much power and meaning as it did now. She read the sign with reverence. The four glowing red letters read, Exit. Below the sign stood a door frame. She approached the door carrying Evan and saw the door handle was once more there. She grabbed it and twisted the handle. It opened. She pulled the door open easily, then she did as the sign advised. Outside the door, she immediately recognized her surrounding. She wasn't sure if it was minutes or hours later. Time seemed very hard to pin down here. Regardless, she recognized the blood-red lights of the funhouse overhang. She wasn't sure how, but somehow through her terrifying trek through the ironically named funhouse, she and Evan had found themselves exiting the exact same door that she had entered from. She had traveled full circle. It was strange, but it felt right. The world beyond the overhang was a horizon of pitch. It was an ebony void. It was an ebony void to which she wasn't sure there was a world beyond. Her eyes were automatically drawn to the flickering light of her torch that was just in front of her. The wooden hand bracket that grasped it just before she embarked on her journey within the funhouse now hung limply. The torch teetered precariously from its dead grip. Aaron walked forward and plucked the torch free, effortlessly. Behind her, the funhouse structure creaked ominously. She glanced at the message board. It read, Gasp. The red light of the overhang flickered dangerously. 
the universe of darkness became even more precarious as the oppressive night weighed down on one of the few lights that barely held it back. The funhouse's light would not last much longer. What is that, Mama? Evan asked, pointing at her hand. It's a torch, baby. Your grandma Marsha gave it to me to protect us from the dark. He nodded and snuggled closer to her. Come on, baby, she told him. I think we need to leave this place. I don't want to go out there, Mama. I know, honey, but we have to go. This place is not safe. I know you're scared. You have every right to be, but you have me here with you now, and I will do everything in my power to keep you safe. Okay? Evan nodded, then asked nervously, Where are we going now? She shook her head. I don't know. I just know that we can't stay here any longer. He shuddered. Just hold on tight to me, sweetie. Evan nodded and his grip tightened as he buried his face into her shoulder. She gave him a reassuring pat and stepped out into the darkness. She walked a few steps and nothing untoward happened. She breathed a slow sigh of relief. Mama? Yes, honey. She looked down at his over-large eyes. Can I walk holding your hand? She looked at him surprised. You don't want me to hold you anymore? He shook his head. No, I would like that very much, but your arms are getting tired. You've been carrying me for a long time now. I haven't been carrying you for that long, honey. I just found you again. No. You've been carrying me since you rescued me from that pool. Aaron's eyes widened. You... you know about that? How? Evan shrugged. I'll hold on to your hand. Aaron weighed what her son had said. After a few moments, she nodded. Okay, honey. Before I put you down, I need you to remember some things. He nodded. I want you to hold on to my hand, no matter what. Also, always stay in the light of the torch. Do you understand? Okay, mama. Thank you, honey. She praised him, but not quite lowered him yet. You're such a brave boy. She lowered his little feet to the ground. Once they touched, he snatched her hand with his. She squeezed it gently. He looked up at her, trying to put up a brave front. She had to admit they had done a fair job of it, too. Except for maybe his pale lips. He nodded at her. It was a gesture so familiar to his father's that it made Aaron's heart ache even more so. Trying to suppress a fresh wave of his tears, she carefully looked away so that she would not upset him. Her eyes were drawn back to the torch. Its flames cast a circle of flickering light about them. Okay, Evan. Let's go. Before either of them could take more than a few steps, a loud buzzing crack erupted behind them. Aaron whirled around, pulling Evan into her. He collapsed more than willingly. The sound was coming from the funhouse itself, specifically from the clown head caricature. Aaron suppressed a gasp. The figurehead looked altogether different than it had when she had first approached it. Now, it looks sick. Its former malicious grin had been replaced with a solemn expression. Its mouth drooped below sagging eyes that were drained of their formal evil intelligence. Its white skin had the sickly pale tone of death, more so than that of the clownish makeup. Its cartoonish forefinger hands now looked decrepit and bony. Even its tufts of hair looked worse for wear. The hair was faded and dangled in a disarray, with several sprigs sticking out. Its face 
Its face was a frozen mask of weariness that stared at them with cold, empty eyes. Those eyes appeared to be far too depleted to conjure up any of the hate it had held before. The entire building flickered with the clown as the last spurts of dying energy began to finally give out. It was at that moment that Aaron realized that it was their life forces that fed the funhouse the energy it needed to sustain its demented existence. Without them, the dark creature disguised as a building would quickly starve. She savagely thought that it was a fitting end to the thing. Apparently sensing her thoughts, the funhouse's light sputtered one more time. In the flickering light, the clown's expression changed from weariness to agony. Sparks burst from his dead eyes. Was it actually crying as it died? The building glowed brilliantly for one more instant, then several of the red fluorescent lights blew out with a loud pops. Both Evan and she jumped back from the explosive sounds. They watched speechless as the last of the energy bled out of the funhouse. The building began to rapidly dim into the surrounding darkness. As it faded, the weight of the building settled with a deep groan of his death throes. The space of the building disappeared behind a curtain of darkness. The embers of the funhouse's last flash of light glowed before their irises. Just like that, the prison that called itself the funhouse was gone. The funhouse was dead. With the trials of that twisted entity behind them, Aaron and Evan now find themselves facing a world of endless darkness. Uncertain where or what to do next to escape, they take their first hesitant steps deeper into this nightmarish realm of leaves and shadows. Thank you for listening to my story by the fire. I hope my tale stirred the flames in your heart in some sincere way. If you enjoyed this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, Theater of Heels, is a superhero adventure following fangirl hero wannabe, Erica Belfry, who found the world behind the mask was not what it seems. All these tales and more are available on my website at ChristopherChansey.com and my YouTube channel. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you can get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May the light of the flames always bring you warmth. Good night.